You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This weekend's UFC 261 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, Fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the weekend. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and good day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined in studio by Producer T and Producer Pigeon. We also have Nick Floor on the line. Nick, how you doing? Doing great, bud. Doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Producer T, how you doing? Fantastic. Fantastic. Sun is still shining. Happy Trail Day as well. Happy Trail Day. Happy Trail Day to everyone out there. Anyone partaking? Have fun. Be safe. (laughs) <laughs> producer pigeon how you doing today i'm good you know what they say about trail yeah i mean you smoke me once you open up a yoga studio yeah no, that, that's pretty much par for the course on vancouver is that what they say that's that's I what mean, some say i mean if, I, you, if you go to vancouver and you see the amount of yoga studios and, and the amount of weed going around i'd, I'd say I, I'd you can put two that. and two together yeah, you can I've, put two and two together i've tried to open sense. at least two in my lifetime <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they both failed. They both failed. And that's why he's stuck here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, boys. Uh, let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. And you can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Producer T. You can follow myself at Producer underscore TEE. And Nick. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick Floor underscore. And Producer Pigeon. Producer underscore Pigeon. Oh, Pigeon. A Pigeon. How do you Pigeon. spell that? P I G E O S. There we go. Is it French? Uh, we, did, we did tell that story, right? Not on this podcast. On the, podcast. On the, I think it was the soda pod. Nick, have you heard that story? Have you heard the Pigeon story? Please enlighten me. Okay. Oh, here so we're, we're going to have to tell it quickly here. Take it away. Uh, so basically, we were all hanging out and <laughs> partaking um, in trail. Partaking in trail. Uh, cue the sound clip there. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, and, you know, me and T, we already had dinner that night, but Isha 
did not have dinner that night. So he was going to order in some takeout. And we told him, you have to tell the person your name is Pigeon or Pigeon or whatever. So he calls in and he says, yeah, my name's Pigeon. The first thing that the guy asked him, right off the you, bat, can you spell that for us? So he has to sit there and spell out Pigeon oh. while we are just fucking dying. Crap. And then you have to go into the store um, and pick up your food and say that your name was Pigeon. I walked in and I'm like, uh, order for pigeon, and the lady was like, uh, "Okay, <laughs> please tell me you were wearing the mask." Dude, uh, we tried to get him. We were saying. we were peer pressure to the max, and it didn't work. Viral. I swear to God, that would have gone viral. I know. Okay, a hundred percent would have done it if the restaurant wasn't the restaurant for the hotel that it's attached to. And you have to literally <laughs> walk through the lobby because um, <laughs> there was like a whole actually French family there, like from Quebec, I was listening to them talk and I was like, man, they would have just been mortified if I walked into the lobby in this pigeon mask and was like, burgers for pigeon. Like they would have been either, <laughs> either offended or probably and scared. Uh, and or they look at you and they're like, they'll give you a little cheers, do a little slow clap for you. Well, yeah. and, and then we figured we might, we probably should have made content out of it. We were way too deep into trail to even get production going. So they start like, throwing breadcrumbs at you. <laughs> I eat them. Uh, well, you know, boys, someone who is not a Pigeon, uh, Patrick Marlowe passes Gordy Howe for most games played in the NHL at 1,768. In my opinion, play one more game, call it a career, mm-hmm. so you can be at 1,769. But great accomplishment either way. Love yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, um, just an incredible milestone. Uh, every across the league, I mean, everyone uh, has been been an outpouring of uh, support and admiration to Patrick Marlowe. It's been a pretty awesome couple of days for the franchise that's been uh, struggling for that recently. So, will anyone ever beat that record? Or how long will it take? I mean, I don't know. That's a lot of games, I mean, boys. You know what the thing is, is that you know, the way he was so emotional and how, how he loved hockey and all that, the, people are saying that he could come back for one more year. Yeah. I mean, I mean that would be it, a hell of a thing. Put that into perspective, right? So he started his first National Hockey League game was October 1st, 1997. Right. <laughs> so he's missed a grand total of 31 games, wow. not counting anything due to lockouts. Right, so the multiple lockout seasons as well. And he has not missed a game since Eric Carlson debuted in the league in 2009-2010. So it's going to take Vegas... Uh, here's another thing to put into perspective. It's going to take the Vegas Golden Knights until 2039-2040 to get to that number of games as a franchise. <laughs> that, I saw that stat. Well, that, that is mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. Like, that. like it's crazy. holy shit, how yeah. is it even going to be broken? Like... To be able to, I mean, have think of a twenty plus year span of only missing thirty one days of work. That's insane. Yeah, not going to happen. Awful, not not gonna lie. <laughs> and, oh man! I mean, he's just talked about it before. How much he loves the game, and he just goes to the rink every day. And his wife left him a nice little note at the end of her little um, post, her little tribute post for him. And it was, "Do you only continue to go to the rink because it's a guaranteed nap on game days?" <laughs> at the very end so I, I thought that was pretty funny because he's like i'm gonna keep fucking playing dude i got a nap every game day let's go at especially his age, in his age know, i'll take a nap i'll take a nap <laughs> and i mean no one's gonna break his san jose sharks games play record at 1551 no one's gonna come close to that one that's that one's gonna go untouched yeah especially in the modern day nhl where i mean guys get blockbuster traded all the time 
you know, it, it would take a feat for someone to be able to do that. Maybe Ovechkin could get close to doing that for the, the Capitals, like equalizing He's going to have to if he wants to break uh, <laughs> Gretzky's record. Well, He's going to have to get close. All right, let's yeah. branch off. Let's talk quickly about that. Do you guys think Ovechkin is going to break Gretzky's goal record? I don't know. I'm, I'm not well-educated enough on either the record nor where Ovechkin's at in relation to it. So I yeah, can't Let me get on it one sec. I'm, I'm going to go with no, though. I think Gretzky's records are pretty much untouchable. <laughs> I'm going to say, I mean, it's hard. I think there is a chance. I, I mean, really do. He's I, still I, producing not, at a very high level. I'm not I mean, saying like it's impossible, but he, a lot of things would have to go right. And I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The the predetermined circumstances would be barring any lockouts and barring any major injuries to set yeah. back. If he continues to go on a bit of an Iron Man streak himself, much like Marlowe, could it be possible? That's, I, I, again, I don't know the numbers, so. Pigeon, do you got the numbers up there? He's getting them up. But, uh, you know, I think realistically, I can see three, four more like 30 to 40 goal seasons from Alex Ovechkin. And once he does that, that puts him in the 800s. I believe uh, Gretzky's at 894. Yeah. 894 for Gretzky. So, I mean, what's. And where's Ovi at right now? Yeah. Ovi's at 730 right now. Oh, 730. So, you know what? Like. I think it's he'd possible. Have to, he'd have and, to have four. Well, here's the yeah. thing, though, with Ovi. Once he gets close, you think he's just going to retire and retire 20 goals short? Not going to happen. He's, he's going to keep Fuck. going for it. Yeah. You know it. So 164 goals he needs. And he's he like 35, it. 36 now? He's 35. And Ooh, that's tough. say he plays five more years, he could, at the pace he's still scoring at right now, he yeah, could do it. He, can he keep that pace at 40? That's, well, that's the I thing. I mean, look at Marlowe. He's definitely not the player he was four yeah, years ago. True, but, but and, Mar- and Marlowe's Marlo, never been at all anywhere near Ovechkin. No, no, but that's I know, what I'm saying. Marlo was he's never still had a decline though, in you know, towards his late 30s. Yeah, but T Ovechkin is like just over the hump right now. Like he'll be 36 yeah. next I mean, year, and we, we see we see these elite players like Yarmir Yager. Like, do you have this year's stats up for Ovechkin? 24 goals, 18 assists for 42 points in 42 games. What pace is that for 82 games? Hashtag math guy. Long it's 420. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably, you know, 40 goals, just maybe just yeah. under 40 goals. So, I mean, hashtag math guy there. Hashtag math I don't guy. know if that's close. I think all. it's doable. Seeing those numbers yeah. and knowing how he's been in the last, like, like you guys said, the last three years, if you use like a three year kind of standard, the drop off hasn't been enough for me to think that he can't do it. Plus, the guy drinks fucking soda on the bench. Like, he's yeah. built different. If he scores 32 goals for the next five years, he'll tie Gretzky's record. Okay, Done. Let's do it. Done. He's, he's going to do it. Yeah. There we go. Well, that's boring that one year's not again, another 50 goal campaign or yeah. 40, and then, you know, drops off in the last year. This guy's a fucking beauty. He's going to beat the record. Best goal scorer of all time. No question about it. <laughs> I wonder what the odds are on that in Vegas right now. That might be a. Nice little bet to put on. DraftKings.com, promo code THPN, baby. Let's go. There you go. Prop, let's go. But going (laughs) back to something that we talked about earlier where uh, T mentioned Marlowe's drop-off, right? And me and and Pigeon essentially said, well, Marlowe's never really been the best player as far as scoring goals, especially on the Sharks. I feel like there's only a couple years out of how many he's played for the Sharks where he was the best player for San Jose. So... With that coming into mind and all the debates that kind of come up, we had a Twitter poll that we did where we talked about does Patrick Marlowe deserve to go into the Hall of Fame? So 
I think we're right now we're at like 93% yes. Uh, yes is at 92%, no is at 8%, and that's uh, with 130 votes. Slightly gotcha. biased fan base. But. Slightly biased fan base. Just a, a wee bit. So, <laughs> I mean, you guys being Vancouver Island, you know, Canadian natives, not really as invested as our fan base would be. Do you guys see him as a future Hall of Famer? I personally do, but a lot of people don't. I mean, I just look at the longevity, and it's not just the fact that he played a lot of games. 15 seasons, I think, with 20 goals or more. That's incredible. I mean, you look at a regular NHL player, if they get five seasons that they have 20 goals or more, that's considered a pretty damn good career, hockey-wise. And then, you know, he's putting up 1,500. Um you know, he's played over 1,500 games and he can still play that pace. It's pretty amazing. Look, he doesn't have a Stanley Cup, but he's got gold medals galore. Two right? gold medals. Yeah. World champion. Yeah, um, we talked about that too, right? Where the Stanley Cup is a team effort. So it's kind of hard to fault him and Joe Thornton for yeah. the other 19 guys that are on that team as well. So. No, and, and we've talked about it before. You know, if Jerome McGinley deserves a spot in the hall of fame then i think patrick marlowe does too if that's the bar then i think marlowe definitely gets in yeah yeah no i i think marlowe i i don't think you can not put him in when he holds that many records for you know just for the sharks he's got you, you know, know leader in points leader in goals games played everything for the it's sharks. insane and and then holding the record in the league i i i don't know what more he could do except for the stanley cup and as we said that's not the be all and end all for the for the Hall of Fame, right? That is more of the team aspect of it. So, yeah, we have a few comments saying, you know, if he didn't break Gordy Howe's record, probably not. But since he did break it, maybe. And you know, that could be a factor when people are voting sure. in. Um, you know, it's it's a part of his career. It's something that he it's achieved. A huge part you of can't his, overlook you know, that. And we we just talked about. I don't, we don't know if any other player will. Well, you know, it's hard to say, but not for a long time. Uh, you know, another player is going to hit that number. So. It, it is going to make a difference, but it, it doesn't mean that it shouldn't, you know? Yeah. Well, one thing I always like to bring up, it's it's the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's not the National Hockey League's Hall of Fame. And, and that's right. important that you have to look at some of these, the, these other variables that aren't just Stanley Cup. You know, longe- longevity in the, big, in the best league in the world, the toughest league in the world. I mean, that, that's something right there, not to mention, you know, his success with the teams and, you know, his olympic gold medals and, and stuff like that but nick i just have one question i'll throw it at you and then uh i'd just love to hear from your point of view as a san, san jose sharks fan joe thornton patrick marlowe for me anyways seeing how it's this conversation on twitter it seems like hands down everybody thinks joe thornton should be in the hall of fame yet there's pushback on marlowe in my opinion it's exactly the same yeah what are your thoughts on that yeah you couldn't have said it better i mean they're hand in hand next to each other in the draft they're next to each other on the same team for years. I think Joe Thornton's, I mean, this is, I'm really diving deep into the fucking archives for this one. I think Joe Thornton's 1,000th assist was on Patrick Marlowe's 500th NHL goal. That's amazing. So, like, those two together should be inducted at the exact same time, in my opinion, into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, it would just be fitting for them to go first ballot Hall of Fame together in the Hockey Hall of Fame, side by side, and put them both in the Sharks' case at the exact same time. You know, but, it's kind of like the yeah. Sedin twins. You got to, you got to put both in. You yeah. can't just do one of them, For right? Sure. Yeah, so, but yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly with what you said. They are very much two of the same, like cut from the same cloth. And it was cool to see them go back to back in the draft. Even cooler as a Sharks fan to see 
the Sharks trade for Joe Thornton and watch their career blossom together. And how many times you hear Randy Hahn say the Thornton to Marlowe, he's good, right? And then everyone just goes fucking ape shit. You know, you think back of the 2010 series against the, the Red Wings, you know, where they finally got the monkey off the back and they, they beat the Red Wings and that, that critical overtime goal. There's just so many memories and milestones that they've made together that I don't see them not getting inducted side by side with each other. You know, there's one thing that might push Joe Thornton over the edge over Patrick Marlowe, and that's swinging his wrench around in that video with uh, Austin Matthews, where, where he bombed their video. <laughs> just swinging. That. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff from Joe. He must have just scored four goals. <laughs> Broken it. Yeah, that's a, little, that's a little too far. But, right. I mean, think about it really quick, right? Patrick Marlowe's debut, how old were you guys? Uh, four years old. So it's I October was 1st, one years old. Yeah, we, I mean, for four years old, we were less, just, we were was, just planning this podcast. I was less than one years old. There you go. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's insane. I was, that I was three. I believe okay, you're, I, the words he's looking for is he was not yet conceived. Did <laughs> <laughs> you know he was? I was just like I was hadn't turned one years old yet. I was I was alive. You can be like six he months was, old. Yeah, he dude, what are you born. talking about? <laughs> I always think of uh, you. Know, uh, uh, you want to hit that uh, Bob? You want to get up? <laughs> hey, where's Billy? I think, I, I think the I pigeon's on Billy. Is. I know. I, I look like I'm a little bit older than I am. I think. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Um, all right, I think that's that's enough on Patrick Marlowe. Let's talk about this game quickly against the Golden Knights. The most important takeaway for me, and it's every time I see these goddamn helmets, is <laughs> oh. they are disgusting. Absolutely an automatic disgusting. minor at the beginning of every period for showing up onto the ice, continuing to wear those. I don't know. I kind of sportsman like. Them. Seriously, you like those? Kind of. I I wanted to like them. Like I like when teams go and do something different, try something a bit edgy. But this just looks bad. You, looks bad. I, I don't know. I guess so. I, but I, I guess like what you said, I just I think it's kind of cool that they're trying to do something different. No, and and Pigeon, I mean, for you especially, like it's a flight hazard, right? You, know, you see the reflection, it's like a mirror. You're going to fly right in. <laughs> it's so like mesmerizing. That, bam! <laughs> what the fuck was that? Oh, man. Even the Vegas Golden Knight fans, and I think everyone on uh, Vegas Nightly actually hates them as well. Like they just talk about how much of a cardinal sin they are to wear. <laughs> and it's just horrendous to look at. Well, then the Silver Knights with the silver helmets, too. <laughs> the I mean, Chrome Dome Babies. Chrome Dome Babies. Oh. What is this, Michigan? <laughs> Sp- speaking of helmets, boys, did you guys see Jones's helmet for That uh, shit was Marlo? sick. That was yeah. pretty dope. No, it was. It was. Yeah. He played a pretty good game, too. I mean, both goals, he couldn't do jack shit about. Why the fuck you lying? <laughs> Usually, I would be a liar in this instance, but both goals were uh, on the power play by Mark Stone. So, I mean, and then Alex... Tuck's uh, shootout winner was an amazing shot from Alex Tuck. So, uh, yeah, credit to the Sharks offense for not being able to score on Leonard in the shootout, which he's historically been bad at. Well, it's like, come on, boys. We had a 2 nothing lead, uh, you know, in the first minute of the second period. You know, this is Patrick Marlowe's big day. This is his big day, and you're going to blow that 2 nothing lead and let them take it in the shootout? Disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a reoccurring no respect. theme. Absolutely no respect. The amount of disrespect. <laughs> Do you guys like, see like, the sorry this the photo of Mark Stone t- tape job on his stick? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, it's insane! It's like this oh, giant the big chungus on the end. Yeah. Oh, oh the, yeah. I've, oh, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've never seen anything like it. 
Seriously, it's like some caveman. That's hell of a word. Yeah, I was about to say that's the title of this episode, Chungus on the End. That's a band <laughs> name, actually. <laughs> He's got a chungus there on the knob of his stick, eh? Come on, I love the chungus. <laughs> um, I don't know. Anything else you want to take away from this game? I mean, it was kind of a other than the chungus stick. The chungus stick. I mean, that's that's the biggest takeaway, <laughs> the really. Did you guys not see podcast? No, I haven't seen Nick, it. Nick, have you seen the photo of, of that Mark Stone? Yeah, I, I messaged. I think it was a couple, like the first game against the Sharks. I messaged Andrew from Vegas Nightly. I was like, what the fuck? Did he use like three rolls of tape on the end of that thing? He's like, oh, yeah, he's got the old fucking Chungus back there on the back end. That's why he's so good at uh, playing two-way. He never, he never lets go of his stick because he physically fucking can't. It won't escape his glove. Hey, that's one way of doing it. It's true. It's like uh, what I think Tim Stutzel or Stutzel has the uh, just the horizontal piece of tape on the face of his blade. He has like right, a, right. a couple of different twists around it, and then there's like just a singular about four to five inch piece of tape right there on the front. So, so well, you need you, you need a lot of tape on the end because there's nothing worse than dropping your stick and trying to pick it up off the ice with your gloves, and you just can't pick it up. You can't get under it, right? That's why you need uh the big chunk. A lot of tape on the knob. <laughs> Long tape on the knob. The whole time I was trying to think of a way to say that without sounding dirty, but it did not, it did not work. It's impossible. It is it's impossible. Not on trail day, especially. All right. Um, Go ahead. I was just going to say, just to uh, highlight again, the young guys continue to step up. Both goals the Sharks scored, as you uh, mentioned before, were from Kinesiov, a little seeing eye shot from the boards, and uh, Gregor with a pretty good shot past Leonard as well. The older core continue to blank. The goals, I think there were a couple points there. I think one from Burns, but I may be mistaken. Uh, but yeah, just a reoccurring theme for the Sharks. Yeah, and I mean, coming into the season, you know, we the whole time we were thinking, okay, are, we have our core guys. They're going to do pretty well, but our depth is probably going to fail us. And now we're looking at it like our depth is actually carrying this team and our star guys, our core players, aren't living up to expectations. And it's the story of the season. We got hit with the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo, the old Yankee swap. The old Yankee swap. We need, oh, that's we, a clip. We need. I was Yankee like, swap. We need that clip. Actually, you know what? That's good enough. You can just do that. Um, clip Yankee it. swap. <laughs> Next, you're going to say something. Then you got Yankee swap. No, no, that was. I don't even remember if I did anymore. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think that's uh, wow. What a what a rigorous breakdown of that Colton Knights game. We really went deep into that one. Um, is it time for uh, for tea time? I think we, is that, we is that the time of the show time. that we're at? Uh, Producer Pigeon, absolute panic on his face <laughs> as I say it's time for tea time as he scrambles to find the clip. No, no. I- I mean, yes. We may get a caller halfway through tea time. We may get a caller oh, halfway just, through tea time. Well, let's just wait for the caller. Is it Shane? Well, no, tea time's a good time to take a call. Right. And I guess so. Yeah, it, it is Shane. going to make me assume. overthink Because I was trying to think. I was like, well, we're not even live. We're we're just <laughs> recording this. So I like, <laughs> only, how, who knows what time we're recording? Good, there is only one fan who knows what time we're <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, uh, okay, let's get into okay. tea time, and if Shane calls, we'll... Uh, tea time, baby, here we go. a little bit of a break. Good morning, asshole, and welcome to f***ing tea time. With producer T. All right, folks, it's tea time. Producer Pigeon, what you got going on there? We got, we got the caller? 
no caller yet, so we'll jump right into I have not seen these questions like at all. They're bangers. I don't have them in front of me either. I'm couple of bangers from Tangers. I'm going in raw. All right. Oh, boy. No tape. Not enough tape on your knob, eh? What happens when you get scared half to death twice? You you just dead. Die, yeah. <laughs> you're dead. You're done. I guess it would depend. Fifty percent dead. No, I, I think it depends on in how like how quickly it happens. Yeah, that's you know, the you thing. Can, you What's can, the regeneration rate yeah, of your you, health? You, here? you know, you can get scared <laughs> half to death. Well, yeah, you well, can get yeah, you gotta recharge. Exactly. You get scared half to death. You're not walking around the rest of your life half with dead. only half. Yeah, you're not <laughs> three, dead. You're three and a half, half years dead for the rest of your life. we're gonna say three and a half years. I think it takes seven years for not a single cell to be the same in your body. Wow, or a biology guy, biology guy. <laughs> smart guy, yeah, smart guy. <laughs> Someone's guy. gonna fuck around and <laughs> this guy does. This guy does his book learnings. <laughs> Hasn't been to trail all day, guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, T. If tomatoes are fruit, is ketchup a smoothie? Oh, that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> Depends if you throw a straw in it. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, that's the answer because it's not a drink; it's a condiment. So no, it's not a smoothie. Oh. If you put it in a cup and put uh, is that the caller? Is that... I think I heard. Uh, I think I heard a caller coming on. Yeah, I'm rambling about ketchup over here. So please about... let the let, let let it be the caller. Shane, do we got gotcha? you? Yep, uh, I heard I heard some ketchup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we, we just we're in the middle of our tea time segment right now. Um, and I just asked producer T if tomatoes are fruit. Is is ketchup a smoothie? <laughs> Oh, I just ate a ketchup, ketchup smoothie just now, so yeah. <laughs> oh, God, no. Okay. Uh, producer Pitt did uh, not I, have a I did, I did have a smoothie. Shit, shit, my I just have to. If tomatoes are fruit, <laughs> is ketchup a smoothie? Um, it's a really shitty smoothie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually I made a smoothie with an avocado and banana and yogurt today and peanut butter. It's a healthy Yeah, it sounds pretty good, actually. And uh, I'm just drinking a beer, listening, watching milk. Drink it oh, nice. full send, baby. Full I, I, send. I, I caught up on all my Nelk uh, content last night, actually. Yeah, Nelk is one of those things where you just end up binging for a few days. I was watching right? the Jesse one where he does like behind the oh, scenes. Oh, shit. That is so much better. Yeah, yeah shit no, it is it's good. Awesome. Shout it's out good. Shithole. Check it out. Shane, what's your favorite Nelk prank of all time? Oh, man. The one I probably laughed at the most was, was when they, they had the. They, they called the rent a camera place and asked about the cleaning, how to clean the cameras. And, and and they were like, um, they're like, yeah, we're just wondering how you clean the camera. Like, I'm trying to get it clean and stuff. And like, we don't really do that. We just rent the cameras. And they're like, look, um, it's not turning on. I just submerged it in water and stuff. And he's like, well, he's like, well, look, I'm in a lot of hot water. And so is this camera. <laughs> and, then, and, and then they're like, we put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, the the one with the fake Bigfoot. You showed me oh, that one. That's that one was one. good too. That one is an awesome one, actually. Oh yeah, the Bigfoot one. That one is actually yeah, that's probably still my favorite one. Actually, the Bigfoot one. So Shane, we were just saying that only the the best fan of the Stick Hungry podcast would, would call <laughs> in when we weren't streaming. So really, really appreciate it. Do you have anything else for the boys? Um yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do you think Burns will retire as a shark? Um, I'm gonna say probably yes. Um, considering his contract, I think if the Sharks had their way, it would probably be no, because I think they'd rather get rid of uh, the, you know, the the over eight million dollars that Brent Burns being paid. Um, so I'm going to say yes. Okay. 
Producer G, I yeah, mean, come I, on. I, I, I wasn't it's a sure, podcast. I wasn't sure if Nick was going to jump in there. Okay. No, but yeah. You're still, thinking, you're still thinking about the ketchup. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I'm still thinking about the ketchup smoothie. No, I, I, I honestly, I agree. You you pretty much uh, hit the nail on the head. Nick, what do you think? No. No? No. Oh. I think they're going to find a way to get out of it. I don't know. I don't think they're going to get out of that one. I think they're going to try and get out of other contracts before. Brent Burns is efficient enough offensively to find someone to take five of that $8 million. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Good point. Uh, Should we keep Shane on for the next tea time question? Shane, you want to stay on for tea time? Yeah, I have time. All right. He has time for tea time. Here we go. What's Um, the next question? Does a straw have one or two holes? Two. Shane? I think it's just one really long hole. One long hole. <laughs> That's a band name, too. <laughs> one long hole. <laughs> one long hole. Hey, well, does any hole have two holes? Like, <laughs> oh, that default. It's one hole, two entrances. All right. That's um, just a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I didn't even be there like that. Why is being up and down for something the same? What? Why is being up and down for something, like up for something, down for something, the same? Who says they're up? Oh, I guess, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm up for that. Um, I'm down. down. Yeah. I'm down. You know, you're 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 ready. It depends where you're located. If you're located oh, down got, the road, Shane's got an answer. Oh, go ahead, Shane. You're in, you're, if you're if you're in a direction that's pointed towards them, yeah, yeah. up can be like, I'm up for that because it's an upward direction. Exactly. Down, maybe you're in the downward direction. You live down in North to go Nanaimo, to. I answer, yeah, I'm up for that. If you live in Victoria, so yeah, I'm down for that. You know, I never that made that no context for San Jose, but <laughs> wow, you know what I mean? That was. Well, yeah, I didn't even understand the question when he first asked it, so I'm just mind blown right now. <laughs> All right, last one, and this is my favorite for this week. Um, and Nick, please chime in too for this one. If you buy a bigger bed, do you have less bedroom? <laughs> no. Think about but, it. But one think about bedroom, it. right? Uh, the room. Uh, that's a stupid one. That's, that's <laughs> the <laughs> best one. What are you talking about? The answer is both. The answer uh, is both. Both. No, you don't have you, less bedroom. Yeah, it's the bed the same size. No, but if but the room, if the bed is bigger, you have less space outside the bed in the bedroom. Square foot. Is there space between bed and room? That's the question. No. 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 Then you have the same bedroom. Got it! <laughs> wow. Uh, those are some great tea time Nick's questions. favorite segments. Uh, Producer Pigeon. And uh, Shane, thanks for calling in. Uh, this was awesome. You're going to, I feel like you're going to be a regular from now on. Yep. So uh, thanks again for calling, buddy. Him and Billy. All right. Share a room together. I see you, Shane. Uh, yeah. Billy, Billy LeBong here. Uh, Billy LeBong. Billy LeBong. Um, all right. Well, that was uh, tea time. And I think that was probably the episode. Wow. Unless Again, it, ending on a high. Ending on a high. Uh, <laughs> oh, happy, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, boys, anything else you want to touch on before we jump on out of this episode? I don't think so. No? No, no, I think we're we're really good. good. We're looking all good. All right. Let's give a shout out to our Twitter handles. You can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show at Stick Hungry Pod. And you can follow the network at Hockey Pod Net. Nick Floor. You can find me at Nick Floor underscore. Uh, producer T at producer underscore T E E and producer Pigeon Pigeon 
producer underscore Pigeon. Uh, do we know Shane's Twitter handle off the top of our head? At your boy SV. Your boy. That's the follow of the day, folks. Follow of the day. There we go. All right, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You sound real enthusiastic about that one. Eh? All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. <laughs> Happy Trail Day, and we will see you on Sunday.